It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yodokali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Back to La Masita. So today we're coming back at you with something we always do, jams. It's normal, it's usual, it's predictable, but it's not. We decided to change it up. So we've got this big mysterious crate of vinyls from all over, whenever, whoever. We don't know what's in here, you don't know what's in here. So let's try something different. Each of us picked four different albums and a song from each of those albums. And from there, we looked into the songs, we looked into the albums, and we're gonna tell you about it. So I guess you could say these are La Masita's staff picks. Stick around, you'll like what you hear. You're listening to WLPNLP 105.5 FM, Lumpin' Radio Chicago. My name is Vic, and I'll see you in a minute. Hey everybody, I'm Vic. And I'm Angel, usually the person behind the cameras. But Angel's out here with us today to look at these albums that we picked out. Angel, how was your process in picking out the songs? Uh. So, I am a big rock slash punk fan, right? Or anything doing with probably tech or orchestra, but unfortunately, uh, there wasn't any of that. But despite that, despite such circumstances, I did find some very, very interesting and very cool albums uh, from just very influential artists in the punk, pop, and rock genre. Uh, and so, it's not just of also what I like, but it was also the process of trying to uh, trying to see some new things. And this uh, the crate was just mixed with almost every genre you can think of, and I had a lot of fun with it. But of course, I gotta stick to my guns. <laughs> and punk and rock, that's that's what I'm gonna be showing today. See, me and Angel are very different people. We listen to very different music. So you're gonna find a lot of new stuff today. See, that crate, full of magic. Never anything oh, I would've yeah. expected. That crate is magical. So, you know what? Let me show you some of that magic with my first song by Joe, Joa Gilberto. This is an album called Amoroso. It's from 1976, and the entire album is on vocals and guitar. It uses sort of an orchestra arrangement to make a really like Brazilian sound, which I think is an interesting idea. Now this first song is called, It's Wonderful. See, I didn't say the I properly, because it's an apostrophe. Great name, very creative. Now the song is about how wonderful life is, and because of that, the singer is full of love. And can you really blame me for that? Let's take a listen. Wonderful, 
marvelous. You should care for me. Awfully nice. It's paradise. How alone to be. You make my life so glamorous. You can bring me for feeling That you should care for me Wonderful Marvelous You should care for me Awfully nice It's paradise my first song again is wonderful by, by Joa Gilberto from Amoroso in 1976 so what's your verdict Angel how do you feel about that uh, to be honest uh, I really enjoyed it uh, I am uh, it did make me feel a little bit enlivened about today it's pretty cold and uh, it's just really really cloudy so I I don't know. It's a good light for today, I would guess. Fills up your fills up your heart. Yeah, I think yeah. We I think we can keep this mood going a little bit uh, with the next song I pick. Uh, and so moving to me, uh, I am going to be showing Stevie Wonder's "Hotter Than July." Right. This was his uh, 19th album that he's that he made. Uh, and pretty cool story is that. Uh, the album that he made before, Journeys Through the Secret Life of Plants, was a commercial disaster in which it did not gain, it did not garner really the reputation that he wanted it to be. And thus, with uh, this album, Hotter Than July, he went back to his roots and created probably one of his best works of all time, in which the album would uh, get a platinum and would be the second most. Uh, uh, during the time be the second most successful album in the UK. Uh, the album was made in the 1980s and the track I'll be playing is the second track, All I Do. Uh, listening to the track uh, for the first time, I was, I was shocked. I thought I was, uh, I, I thought I was listening to something from today. I'll explain later as I play the song.
So, what's your verdict? But. Okay, I'm glad this is back on me because now I can offer my opinion, which I'm sure everybody wants to hear. <laughs> so, that was really solid. I love that. That really surprised me because you, you're right. I, I'd expect it to be from like today, but the fact that it was made like 20 years ago, that, that's nuts. Yeah. That's really incredible because it finds just the right mix between genres. Yeah, and just like uh, my first time listening to this, I was like, this is a Bruno Mars song, right? right. But it's, it's not a Bruno Mars song. And I think, um, I don't know, it's probably one of the best songs from the like pop genre that I've ever heard. And I'm not a big fan of the pop genre. Uh, and so I think I'm putting this in my Spotify album. That goes sure. crazy. Yeah, I would I too. Gotta, I got to put this in. All right. All right, let me run my next song. Now, this is by a small group called Pieces of a Dream. They never really made it big, but listening to this, I think they should have. They're a three-man jazz ensemble, and this is their album, Imagine This, from 1983. So it's their third album, which was issued in 1983 by Elektra Records. It got a number four on the Billboard traditional jazz chart, which is pretty good. Now, the song I'm playing is called For the Fun of It by the three members of the band, Curtis Harmon, James Lloyd, and Cedric Napoleon. It's got a funky beat and I really like it. Take a listen.
All right, Angel, give me your take, because I feel like I really like that one. Uh, well, that was interesting. <laughs> the reason why it was interesting is that, first of all, when you, because uh, it was a uh, disclaimer, first of all, this thing was in 45 RPM before he noticed that okay, it was supposed okay, to be 30. Okay. Is, we are human, and we make mistakes, <laughs> and I wanted to capture that in the show, so it was entirely on purpose, and unless you have proof, you can't prove me wrong. Yeah, but I have to say, the reason I think this song was solid was because it's just a throwback to like old Mario games. Maybe even, not, no, not even new Mario games, just old Mario games. It just sounded like what I would hear from a Bowser boss fight or like any boss fight, you know? And it just, that like, that like, it just put out that retro video game feeling for me. Uh, more towards the end of the song, it was the beat that went, um, that went like dun 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 dun, right? In which uh, it reminded me of a uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I, you know what, I, yeah, I, I go with it. Thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's like Spotify playlist worthy for me, but I'll pick it up from time to time. Like if I'm playing a, like I'm playing a video game or something. Uh, yeah, I'll pick it. I'll pick it up. Angel's a tough judge, but no, I'll keep no, 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 no. I'm easy. You just gotta get like to the right. You gotta get the right genre. You're a critic, Angel. You're a critic yeah. at heart, and 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 that's what you are. Okay. Anyway, what you got next? Uh, talking about video games. Uh, so I am moving in. We're going more to the rock set of things. We're going with Aerosmith. This is their second album. Get your wings. Uh, made in 1974, and this album, I think, has a special place in many people's hearts, and I know that it's a, it's a special place for Aerosmith's hearts. Uh, their first album was not exactly their uh, greatest, I would say. Well, and but in terms of why it's not their greatest, it's because it's just an album that didn't garner any uh, reputation or any media and thus was considered a failure for them and thus when they were making their second album which is get your wings this album was finally produced by jack douglas in which he didn't know at the time but he was producing probably one of the biggest uh artists one of the biggest bands of all time right and, and well rock bands will go this there's probably better bands out, out there. But the reason this uh, album garnered a lot of, uh, just a lot of attention was the guitar, the, the way the electric guitar was played. It was revolutionary. It was something not exactly that was done. It, it was done at, well, usually uh, small places, but didn't really garner the attention of the media. Thus, when it came to this album, it exploded. Now, I am going to play you their second track of Get Your Wings. This is The Lord of the, of the Sides. Uh, pretty cool fact, this song was actually played in a GTA game. I don't play GTA, but I'm sure, I'm sure some GTA hardcore fans might have heard this song. And I think for you rock fans, yeah, you guys are going to enjoy this. Alright, playing it now.
Alright, uh, cut a little bit early. You know, we got time issues. But yeah, that was Lord of the Size by Aerosmith. Now, your verdict. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm not into like hard music, right? But that goes super hard. The thing is, it's just so like innovative. The idea of like those uh, that band picking up this guitar and doing something that's like never been done with it, that's nuts. Uh, so if I were to give it a rating, I would give it at least three pigs inside of a blanket. So that, uh, and I'm not gonna tell you what the metric is, I'm not gonna tell you what that's out of. You're just gonna listen to that rating and you're gonna have to judge for yourself. It's ambiguous. I liked it though, I will say that. You're, you're telling me I'm a hard critic. Uh, and then you what? give me a, you give me a, a, a review not, that even I don't understand. You, you don't understand it. You can't know, you don't know if it's good or bad. You don't know. I, no, 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 it's not about me, it's about they. They don't even understand what kind of grade That could have been the greatest review in the world. You don't oh know. Oh my God. Alright. Okay, but yeah, that was um that was Aerosmith. Uh and so why let's move towards you once again. Alright for us. So it's a good thing we're on uh, a time cut because I think this song reflects that excellently. So what we're gonna listen to today is Pink Floyd. This album is The Dark Side of the Moon and it was the eighth studio album by Pink Floyd released in nineteen eighty three. So it's a really deep album exploring things like conflict, greed, death, and and time. You see, you see? I, I planned it all. It was all there. Okay. It was in my death note. Now, speaking okay. of time, this okay. song is called On the Run. So the idea of the song is to depict running from explosions and barriers and scary things only to be stopped by time in the end. That's the inevitability. Take a listen. Angel, how do you feel about that? I, wor I worked really hard to find that one. So, so, so be nice, okay? Uh, you see, I, I vibe with that, all right? Um, the reason is that I'm a big Need for Speed gamer. Uh -huh. uh, a big uh, guy that loves uh, racing games, really. And 
it just sounded like something that you would hear on a Need for Speed game, right? And I really just vibe with it. Like, you know, I'm gonna give my rating. It's an A, right? <gasps> it's what an, a clear it's an a. scale. It's an A. Yes, we, we're gonna use we're gonna use a uh, grade. So yeah, we're we're back in school. Anyway, it's an A. The reason why it's an A is that um, the use of synthesizer and the um, and how just the beat was really quick, right? It just it put me on my feet, right? And it's just something that uh, it's really memorable. The beat is really memorable, in which uh, I think that. It just uh, like the topics that you were saying about, uh, like uh, time, grief, and everything else. It, 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 I do feel that it is very connected to um, to the song. Angel, you track. warmed my heart today. Thank you. Yeah, it was well, really cold. That's why. Right. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get your next song. Uh, so I actually wanted to pull this song out for y'all to see, and we are moving to David Bowie. Right. Right. The David Bowie. Right, Bowie. Right. A hundred. Yeah. You, oh, oh my God. Pulled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I want. I want them to see me pull out uh, the the vinyl. I mean. So this is uh, David Bowie's album, Diamond Dogs. This was his eighth album, uh, made in 1974. Now, as you know, David Bowie is probably one of the most influential artists there is. Um, but. Uh, there's uh, some cool, cool uh, fun facts about this album. This is a album that David Bowie himself had to play the guitar on. Uh, and the reason is that uh, uh, Mick Ronson, uh, the usual guitarist, was uh, absent for a lot of this for almost the whole album, right? And so he had to step up and, you know, play the guitar. Um, this was also his uh, last album in glam rock, and glam rock is uh, is uh, it's just rock that is very very dramatic, uh, but not in dramatic in music sense. It's dramatic in the sense of the media, uh, the way he, uh, the way of he the way David Bowie used makeup, the way he dressed, uh, you know, the way he was kind of crazy about that. That was kind of that that's glam rock. And to be honest, it, 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 he did look kind of uh, cool. He did fit with the times, right? But this was his last album doing glam rock. And uh, it's, even though it was his uh, last album for this, it revolutionized punk. Like, absolutely re re revolutionized it. So uh, we're going to be playing the third track called 1984. Now, this track is... It's something different. Uh, I, I really have no words for it. Um, I could describe it, right? Uh, it's using? About, it still be, uh, yeah, just, huh? Describe it using what? Well, I can't describe it in a sense of like what I feel about it. I can describe it just like what it is about, right? So singing, of course, about a dystopian future. Uh, and the lyrics are probably one of the toughest that I, am, I was trying to understand and I still, kind of don't understand it now so you know what i want you guys to give it a listen and enjoy it 
that's honestly a banger. And the lyrics, they're dystopian. They're interesting. See, the thing is, when you think about, like, songs that talk about a dystopian future, you consider, like, oh, oh, the instruments will be more futuristic, stuff like that. That didn't really do that. And I really respect that. So you know what? I'm going to give this a rating of four children in Skokie. Okay. We got to play my next song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, we know Earth, Wind, and Fire are classics. This is from their album Spirit, which is their seventh studio album released in 1976. It was number two on the Billboard 200. And it's also been certified double platinum, which is two platinums. That's a lot of platinums. Now, this song is super funky, and the lyrics seem to be telling you to escape a mundane life, which I think is a great theme. I'm sure that song is a banger, but we got to say goodbye, and we're going to leave you with that. Now, me and Angel had a great time today, right, Angel? Oh my god. Yeah, there's just so many good bangers uh, out here. I mean, just like, <laughs> I mean, I just had a really fun blast just uh, learning, just, you know, getting new uh, records, uh, new vinyls to play, right? And listening to yours was like really interesting as well. So yeah, I had a fun time. We both had super clear ratings. You know exactly what our thoughts were from oh. what we said. So we're going to leave you here today with Citali and Irene, who've got a lot more songs to listen to. Thank you for watching. Today we're going to show you some of our favorite uh, La Masita picks from the mysterious box. So first one I'm coming up with is fried cheese, obviously from Spain. Yeah. So uh, the album is La uh, Guerra de los Niños. Uh, so the track I'm choosing is Ayudale. You know, it, it, the track was from a movie that was called La Guerra de los Niños. It was, it was uh, from what I heard, it was a pretty interesting movie. So, um, year 1980, the record label is Discos Belter, and it was, you know, listening to uh, the whole vinyl, it was more of their sad songs compared to the rest of them, but, you know, it was pretty interesting. They're from España and they, you know, became really popular, even just as young, um, children. Children, right. Look, they look really young, like 10 and so Wait, on. so it's like sad songs? Most of the songs are really happy, like oh, songs. Okay. And uh, yeah, pretty much.
te suplicamos con amor oh señor por favor salva este so what were your like interpretations of the song i like it it was good like i don't know how to explain like it was good. like i don't have any hate for it at all like it was actually a super good song What's the name of the, is it a grouper? Yeah, it's a group of Fetchies and they're, they weren't either a boys or a girl band. They had a, you know, mix, so different ages too. Oh, I thought it was my Nova for a second, but like then I remember and he's like, oh wait, no, it's Fetchies. Tell me a little bit about it. This is a record, this is one of the first one I wanted to talk about, the Paul Desmond, the artist and his, um, album with Scar Skylark. Sorry, I okay. Um. And then the song I wanted to present is called Take Ten. So. <laughs> What did you think of the song? It was interesting. I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about the background. Okay. Well, it's Paul Desmond. It was the album itself was released in seven in nineteen. 74 and then the song that I just played take 10 was taken in 1963 mm -hmm. That's a couple decades back, right? Yes, I think so <laughs> And Paul Desmond is an American saxophonist. He 
does the saxophone and stuff, and I'm pretty sure played the clarinet for a while. So I guess we now switch to your next song. Great transition, I love it. <laughs> okay, so my my new violent vinyl will be Louis Bande again with the stickers. Banderia. I probably pronounced it wrong. Na madrugadas todavía. I originally thought it was a Portuguese, but I learned that's Italian. Maybe I'm wrong. So. Italian? Yes, yeah, Italian. <laughs> right, okay, so artist Luis Banderea um, and Jerry Romero to the song. So the track is Despedida. It's, it's live. Um, the year was 1966. So the record label was Disco RGE, LTDA, and Let's hear a little bit about it. Vez foi tão fácil a despedida está na hora da tua partida e eu nem vou dizer te adeus. Vai, deixa comigo a tua saudade Leva contigo a minha amizade E todos os sonhos meus was jazz and it was like style bossa nova but tell me your little thoughts about it what do you feel i liked it it also had a good vibe i like the sound of it the music it was kind of groovy like it was groovy yeah. i could like get up and dance right now <laughs> so but i really did love the cover because it was like showing a little bit like Ooh. behind the scenes like if they were as if they're recording like there and you could see a little how they had you know the the lyrics out everything so looks like a really pretty cover it I is like it. so are you gonna tell me about your next one or we got this one by the band power and their album which is rock direct to disc and then we got the songs in the back here and if you notice first it's them listening to the music and stuff and then on the back the like they get the fingies get unplugged so then the speakers are going like crazy. Oh and the dog and the starts dog. flying. And then the person's hair is going back and stuff. So the cover it's kinda like uh, before and after. Yeah. And this is special limited edition. 
So we got the good stuff over here. I'm playing the song Heartless. It sounded good, so I liked it. Calm. back into it my album is mi peru so the song is que encanta tiene tu ojos and um, artist is Wara Wara. Is that right? Wara Wara. <laughs> so the year it was i didn't have any date for reference for the year but probably in the 1900s we got that 1900s <laughs> and so the record was sono uh, radio label. I no. Okay. So for I think looking a little research, um, the writer was Juan Jose uh, Quiros. I don't know how to say that. And so the music is kind of Latin 
uh, folkloric of Peru. Try to start play. just like just be like really like let go and I was really excited I don't know how to explain it but it was just like the high pitched voice really I like the, dra the uh, drama and that like the duh. it was a good song I could also dance to it like just do a decimal dance or something <laughs> so what's your next album we have this one Zapian um, I can't really say it um, Sunset Ride is the name of the album. The band is Zapian. I can't say it either. Um. Oh yeah, apparently this isn't an N. It's an R. I just found that out. Okay. The song I'm going to be playing is, um, Someone to Chew. And then this was released around, like, May 15, 1972. Um, the label, is the Warner Studios. It has 10 songs and yes. So let's listen. Welcome to Water. 
So that was someone to chew. How did you like it? I liked it very good. I was chewing on what you gave me. <laughs> and you know, I felt very country to say. I, I was like in the back of a pickup truck with that cow. I felt like I was back in Texas. Yeehaw! So, um, the artist was, uh, was it the Zep? But the Zep. Yeah, I can say it, but Z E P H Y R. Well, I definitely had a good chew. And let's go on to this new choice that I found. Just while. Um, so this is the golden voice of Wong Xiaoyu uh, Jin, uh, volume 10. A lot of her albums were uh, the golden voice with, I think there was up to 32 volumes, which is really impressive. So I might get the pronunciation wrong, but Wong Xiao Jin. Uh, so the year was 1974, I think. And so Unfortunately, I was having a hard time finding the song, but it's B4. So the, so the record label for uh, her was Life, Life Records products. And it was, um, it was good, entertaining to hear about her. So the song in translation was uh, Friendship is a Beauty. You know, it's beautiful. And so, yeah. She was, she also went by another name. Her backup group was the Stylers. I'll put play. record so uh, it was really good and I really appreciate it so what are you hiding over here the last record Ta -da. <laughs> tell me a little about it 
I cannot read anything on it. I don't know what language it is. Um, I know who this guy is though. He has tons of albums. It was actually really hard to research this album. In fact, I had to come to Irene to help me a few times. But he has like tons of albums. But I could not find this one. This one was like almost impossible to find. But it has some good songs. And I'm assuming these are the three people that were involved in the album. And yes. Tell me a little bit about what the song's like. I don't know how to describe it. Like it had a good vibe, so like good beats and stuff. Radino Satva Radino Satva Tesame Malvanu to Koi Dado Well, that was this album. $20, as you see. Very expensive, but I'm pretty sure it is worth it. Good quality. And that was, um, well, from what I put right here, the music was by Garang Vayas. I still can't say it. Um, but yes, I hope you enjoyed the song. I liked it. A bit long, but I liked it. Did, what are your thoughts on it? I love the rhythm of it, and it was just kind of like upbeat, and I could feel like I could get, get in it, you know, experience it. I feel like it was like watching something act out, you know? Well, we hope you enjoyed our selections, and don't forget to give us a like on Instagram and YouTube. Maybe even subscribe if you want to take the risk at, at Yola Kali. So thank you for connecting and tuning in with us. See you next time with a little surprise here at Studio Wayokali. My name is Irene. Uh, and I'm Sitlali. This was La Mesita Lumpen Radio 105.5 FM. Until next time. Also, Irene owes 25 cents because she yawned. It's the Yolokali rule. That's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No! And y'all, who let her back in? <laughs> and that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. 
because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? What's up?